quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I'm Michelle, recovering yeller, control freak, and perfectionist. I didn't want to be a connected parent, but my strong and smart oldest daughter would not succumb to my bribes, threats, and manipulations. After years of control parenting, I threw it all out and started over. I doubled down on the idea of connected parenting and turned in time out for time in. It's taken me years to figure out how to unknot sticky situations without using punishments, but I've finally cracked the code and now I can help you create the relationship with your child that you dreamt of having when you first decided to become a parent. It's not easy letting go of star charts and bribes, but you can change. Listen in as we interview parents just like us who found success and hear from experts who will help us better understand how to form a deep bond with our children. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle, and I have one of our lovely community members, Amy, who's joining us to talk about her experience with Peace and Parenting. And I'm overjoyed to have her here and share her story. So Amy, welcome to the podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And I don't know why I'm so nervous because I'm like, I know it's just a conversation between the two of us, but (laughs) I am a mom of two. I have a three and a half year old daughter and a one and a half year old son. And I live in Michigan. My work full time, so life is a little crazy. And my husband works really long hours, so a lot of times I feel more like a single parent. Yeah, it's just a lot. Well, good for you. It sounds like you're doing it all. And we're in quarantine, and we're in a pandemic, and all of this crazy stuff just to add insult to injury with the parenting. Tell us your experience with peace and parenting. How did your journey start? Actually... My sister, I talked to her a lot about my parenting struggles. (laughs) She is older than me and her son is six. So she's had kids longer than me. She had mentioned the podcast to me before and my life is so busy that I never really thought too much about it. And then I think I mentioned something to her again, probably about like, why am I yelling at my kids all the time? She again, was like, you really need to listen to peace and parenting. And I was just like, I don't really have a lot of time to listen to podcasts. And she's like, well, that's why I love it. Because it's usually pretty short, like easy to fit in at any time. 
I was driving to an appointment. And so I was like, okay, I have some time right now. I can listen to it on my drive. And I just like fell in love with everything that you are about and like this hand in hand method, because it was just like I talked to you on Instagram before, even though it seems so simple, it was almost like a light bulb went off for me. Yes, this is why these kids are acting this way. And it doesn't have to be like something that I need to yell at to stop acting the way they're acting because these are just their emotions. I mean, it seems simple. I'm like, why didn't I realize this? Because nobody tells us anything. They have us in the dark on all of this. When I found Hand in Hand Parenting, I was like, wait, what? You don't have to put them in timeout? You don't have to do that? Okay, right. great. Because this didn't feel good anyway. So let's not do that. It really yeah. is a mind shift, though, coming from this conventional way of parenting. So what's been the biggest shift, do you think, in your parenting? What's been the biggest improvement you see with your kids? My mindset when they do have a meltdown, mostly with my three and a half year old, because my one and a half year old, he doesn't know cognitively yet a lot of what's going on. But with my three and a half year old before, if she had a meltdown about something, you need to stop crying. Why are you crying? It would set me off, like my anxiety. But now I'm like, okay, something's going on with her. Like there's a reason that she's having these emotions. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like I come at her with so much more love and understanding when she's having a meltdown or whatever. And I really try to figure out what's going on and help her work through that rather than just like being like, you need to stop. Yeah. I think that's a huge mindset because our whole world says, get the child to stop emoting because it's bothersome to everyone. And if you don't get them to stop, you're somehow a bad parent. And that's a big pressure. And so we would go to all these lengths just to get them to stop because we didn't want to feel the shame ourselves. Like how does yelling at them make it any better? It doesn't, but we do. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I did it constantly. That was my only parenting tool at the end was just, oh, just yell and scream at everyone and scare everybody into sometimes behaving. You took the course, the UBE course. Yes. Yes. What were your thoughts on that? And how did that help cement this idea of listening to the big feelings? Honestly, I mean, I loved all of it, but I feel like having the Facebook group was really helpful to kind of hear other people's stories too. Okay, I'm not the only one who had this image of being an amazing parent and then it's not what you think it's going to be. Or like, I'm not the only one that when both kids are crying, like it sets off something in me that like I can't handle all that sensory at one time. So just relating to other parents and you commenting to us If we posted about something like that meant a lot to me to hear from you like individually. And I really enjoyed the course and I feel like it was helpful for me in this journey. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I think the Facebook group too has been really good for people because it's so small that everybody, I feel like if they wanted to post and get interaction that they got it. Sometimes in those bigger groups, you don't get that. I mean, when you have very few people, it seems like it's, you get a little bit more attention or, or interaction in a way. What has been the hardest part of it all? For me, I still have not done any journaling. (laughs) Everyone says that. It's so funny. They'll do everything else. I say in the course, okay, stop right now. Do your journaling. And I know nobody listens. They just keep going. 
but it's true. It's like that. I think parents and moms, especially we put ourselves last. I feel like before I found out about hand and hand parenting, like that's one thing that I really thought about was, okay, do I need counseling for myself to like work through whatever I went through as a child? So I know it's really important. It's just like a matter of me taking the time to do it. Yeah. I think we just really put ourselves on the back burner. We take care of the kids. We take care of work. We take care of our partners. We take care of everything as women and moms. And we put ourselves totally last. And I think that's why we end up yelling. That's why we end up not being able to self-regulate. And that that journaling piece, it really is big. I'm going to hold you to it. I'm going to email you. I'm going to email you with some some updates, reminders to do tiny, just a little bit, like 10 minutes before you go to bed. I'm usually a people pleaser. So if you do that, that might help push me to be like, okay, I have to do this. I don't want to feed into that, but I might use it to your advantage. What other tools are you using besides just the listening to the feelings? Are you using the other connective tools? So I was thinking about this. The hardest thing I think for me is the special time. Like I know that's really important. But again, because my husband works so much, I feel like it's hard for me to incorporate that because my one and a half year old, he does not watch TV. Like he doesn't sit still very long. So it's not like I can have him do something while I connect with my three and a half year old. So that's something that Hopefully, as my husband's hours reduce at work, something that I really want to incorporate because I know for sure with my daughter, like that's something that she needs to feel connected to me. Do you wake up each morning trying to be the best parent you can only to go to bed exhausted and drained, not knowing exactly how to do things differently? Is everything a struggle and parenting feel like a drag? Things don't have to be so hard. Parenting can feel better. It can be more connected. In my brand new free training, I teach you how to have the relationship you've always wanted with your kids. Join me in my free class, The Three Benefits of Connective Parenting. In this live training, you will learn why relationship is the most important thing in parenting, why control will never work, and how to be the coach and not be the judge. I'm offering three dates for my hour-long course, May 12th, May 15th, and May 19th, each with their own live Q&A, plus a gift if you attend. If you can't make it live, a replay will be sent to you. Please join me and find a more connected and loving relationship so you can meet your long-term and short-term parenting goals. Head to the show notes to register or to my IG bio link. I can't wait to see you inside the three benefits of connective parenting. Hope to see you there. And I say too, if you can't get it in daily to do it on the weekends when maybe when your partner's there that he could take the baby and you can take your daughter for a little bit longer time for like 20 or 30 or 40 minutes on like a special date on Saturday or whatever it is. And the other thing I recommend too is that Sometimes you can do special time with the baby and just say, okay, whatever your daughter wants to do is time. And the baby just has to go along with it. And she sometimes might feel good about being in charge of the two of you. You guys are her minions (laughs) and say it's special time and you got to tell us what to do. 
we're waiting for your direction and that she gets to be in charge. That might be a way of getting it in where you can still have the baby around. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah. So she would love to be in charge of us though. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what they all want, right? They all want control and power and all that stuff. When they were little, I would have them do special time together. And so okay. then I would tell like my oldest, okay, it's Pia's turn. You have to do whatever Pia wants. And then I'd say, okay, Pia, it's Esme's turn. You got to do whatever Esme wants. And that, that way creates some bond for them that they're doing their own special time. And then they get that connection piece too. I was going to actually ask you, because sometimes when my husband comes home at night, we will obviously spend some time with the kids together. So I'm like, I don't know if it's better for us, just all four of us to be together or one of us take each kid for 20 minutes and then swap. Yeah, I mean, I would try to do some of each if you can. Like not every day do you want to take all your family time to do special time, but maybe some of the time you can do that if there is time. Try it a few times and see how it feels too because it might make bedtime easier. It might make whatever you're doing that evening easier. It might make things feel better than just all spending time together where it's more chaotic. It might make things feel calmer. Yeah. I'll definitely try that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. What else? What other tools are you using? Are you using empathy and setting limits? Yeah. I don't think I've really purposefully set a limit to kind of get her to that point. I know some people have talked about, but I definitely do set limits. That's another part really that I'm struggling with trying to change my language. Yes. I know I had emailed you about that because it, I know you said it might seem like it's working, but what are like the long-term effects? I think you had said to me in an email, it might seem right now threatening or whatever you want to call it works, but like what is the long-term effect of using those methods? Yeah. And it is, if they are complying with your threat, at their own demise, are they resenting you later or are they squashing their free will to please you? And what will that do to them? Will that make them not listen to their free will and listen to their own thoughts and not trust their own thoughts because they have been manipulated into believing that their own thoughts aren't right? A lot of different things can happen. We really want them to cooperate because they want to. Right, exactly which is a hard place to get though. So it's like building in all the connections so that you can promote the cooperation. The other thing is with kids, you won't always get it. They have their own opinions. They want to do their own things, especially toddlerhood, which where they're just trying to assert themselves and have control and be their own people. And they're going to have a lot of pushback for some kids. A lot of pushback depends on what kind of kid you have though, but there is a big, growth spurt and intellectual spurt and developmental spurt that's going on there. It's a hard time. Teens and toddlers are hard. I don't even want to think about the teen years yet. (laughs) No, you're laying all the foundation and the groundwork now, so it'll be easy. What's one piece of advice that you would give to anyone who's just starting out or thinking about this method or struggling as a parent in general? What's one piece of advice you think you'd give or a couple pieces? What would you tell them? Listen to your podcast and just try it because I feel like a traditional mindset might think like, okay, this sounds kind of crazy. I know you've talked about before that people are like, well, then how is my child going to survive and 
the mean world and stuff, but I don't even feel like I've done a ton of work yet, but I can see changes in my three and a half year old. I feel like when she is upset, sometimes she tells me why. And I just feel like it's not as big of upsets as she used to have. And I just feel like I can already see the changes in her. It's amazing for me. Yeah, I think you're right too. I I never like to say this, but I did say it on the podcast the other day that what I see for my clients and for myself is that we don't have very many upsets. And when we do have them, they're so short now that it's not as a big a deal. And when you have space for people to have their feelings, I feel like they're able to move through it a lot faster. And I think that's one of the major benefits. That's why you have less chaos. Like I said, even just a short time, it's made a difference in our house. So yeah, makes it feel very, very thankful. I'm so grateful that you're there and in the community and embracing it all because it, by the way, it's not necessarily easy. No, definitely. Like you said, it's like all these years of what you think parenting is supposed to be like or how you were parented. And so it is definitely, you have to really change your minds. Yeah, it really is reparenting yourself. It's saying, yes, I believe that these behaviors are just communication and I'm going to come with connection and I'm going to get rid of the conventional ways and I'm going to try this. And it's just fighting against that urge to punish and belittle and and do all those things. It's that urge that sits inside of us that we have to fight against, which I think is the hardest part. My hope is that with my son, that things will be different now that I have these tools to help me. And hopefully after three and a half years of the old way with my daughter, that she'll still be okay. She'll be just fine. You're doing it way earlier than I did. It's going to be amazing. Okay. Any last words of wisdom, any last anything that you'd like to say? I mean, I know I've said it too. I feel like a hundred times, but I'm just so like thankful for you and this method. Because like I said, I really was at a point where I'm like, why am I yelling at my kids all the time? Like, this is not the kind of parent that I wanted to be. Normally, as a person, I'm people say how calm I am. (laughs) So I was not that way with my kids. And I'm like, who is this person? So I'm just so thankful, like to have this, these tools and to come to my kids, like I said, with a different mindset. And I'm like, okay, their frontal lobes are not developed yet. This is not like them trying to be manipulative or something like that. Thank you. I so appreciate it. Makes me feel so good. All I wanted to do was tell people about this because when I found out, I was like, wait, I'm sorry, what did you say? I'm just going to connect with them. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's cool. Why don't we all know this? I was so flabbergasted as to why we didn't all know this. And I was like, I'm going to make this my life mission to tell everybody. The way I started was I gave free classes in my living room and I begged my friends and my acquaintances to come and take my class. I had to beg them. I had to feed them food. I had to like convince them to come. And by the end, all of them were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I was like, yes, I did it. I did one round. I can do more. So it was like, I'm so grateful to be able to share this with people. It makes me so happy. So thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited to talk to you. That's great. Thank you for joining us on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. And thank you, Amy, so much for being here. We so appreciate you. And I know people will glean a lot of good information from this podcast. And 
if anybody's interested, the UBE course, Understanding Big Emotions, will be out later this year. And so check it out. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.